Welcome to the Grove Church Podcast and thegrovekc.com. Our mission as a church is to encourage people to discover true treasure in Jesus Christ. We hope you find today's teaching helpful and encouraging. Thanks for joining us. Well, we have gathered here in this place to celebrate the arrival of the baby, Jesus. We're anticipating celebrating Jesus' birth, as we'll do in the morning. But tonight we're going to look ahead at what took place 40 days after Jesus was first born. A little background. Jesus' parents, Joseph and Mary, as faithful Jewish God followers, they were careful to observe the law of Moses. And so we're told in Luke chapter 2 that when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished... They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord and offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now, uh, stop there for a second. You've got Bibles in front of you. If you want to follow along and and what I've got, we're not going to spend a lot of time today. We're going to look at this real briefly. And you kiddos, you can listen and maybe draw something you hear me say. But I invite you to to follow along as we look at this really brief encounter in Luke chapter 2. Okay, so it goes on. And and they knew, the parents, they, they knew that they should honor God by presenting Jesus like this. But what they didn't know is that God had someone very special waiting for them. Okay, when they were to arrive there at the temple to present Jesus. And so we're told in Luke 2, verse 25, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. He was looking forward to Israel's consolation. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah, that is, the Savior who was to come. And so guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms Praise God and said, now, master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You've prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. Very quick, very, very simple, but there was Simeon's song. And so today as we consider Simeon, his life, And his song, I want to encourage you with one big idea. You've got it there on that listening guide in your program, okay? One big idea, and that is this. Whether you wonder or you worry or you wait, Christmas and every day is about marveling at God's wisdom, okay? Whether you wonder or you worry or you wait, I want to encourage you to marvel at God's wisdom, the wisdom that we see at Christmas time. Maybe you're here and you wonder. Okay, Simeon, he's described as righteous and devout. He was clearly committed to knowing and walking with God. But perhaps that's not how you've arrived to this Christmas celebration. And if that's you, before I do anything else, let me just say thanks for being here. I I know Christmas, there's a lot of things that we celebrate at Christmas. It's become a lot of things to a lot of people. But to take the time and celebrate with us, where we're acknowledging first and foremost, as much as I like all kinds of things associated with Christmas, that this is about Jesus, if that's not your faith commitment, then thank you for being here. Maybe you wonder. Maybe you, you would say, you know, I, I try to do my best, not be a jerk. It's all of us have to work at. 
But you say, I'm not especially committed or concerned about one way of viewing the world. But I wonder, if you wonder, there's big questions, right? Who am I? What on earth am I here for? These are questions that as human beings, we all need to, to wrestle with. We all need to, to seek answers to. So perhaps you're here and you wonder, or perhaps you're here and you worry. Right? Simeon is said to be looking forward to Israel's consolation. Maybe you've heard those words in, in the, the Christmas carol, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. This idea of Israel's consolation. Why, why is he waiting for Israel's consolation? It's, it's because then, as now, there's need for consoling. There's all kinds of things going on. We, we need consolation. We need consoling. And maybe you're especially aware of that. Let's not pretend that just because a lot of people are celebrating happy and excited during this time that, that it's a happy celebratory time for, for everybody. And maybe you're here and this is a time where you're especially aware of the need for consoling, that things are hard and you have your own questions. Maybe not these big, big questions, but just the, the, the more simple, practical questions. How is it all going to go? Right? How can it all possibly work out given the pain and the hardship that I'm facing? And maybe you're just simply asking, why doesn't it get any better? Or maybe you're here tonight and you, you're simply one of those who's waiting. Like Simeon, you're waiting. Not for the Messiah to show up, but for his return. You're seeking to faithfully walk with Jesus, and even as you wait for him to bring an end to all the suffering and make all things new, right? You're here to celebrate Jesus, and you're just in this spot of trying to wait faithfully. And I want to say, to whichever of these describes you, Christmas is a time to marvel at God's wisdom. And what do I mean? And so very quickly, I want us to recognize three ways that Jesus' arrival demonstrates God's wisdom. First, in the birth of Jesus, we find that Jesus arrived as predicted. Jesus arrived as predicted. Later on, after he had died and been resurrected, his followers understood that he was indeed, as Simeon had said, salvation incarnate. They acknowledged that all of history had been pointing to his arrival and that his arrival changes everything. So the Apostle Paul, he, he was a man who persecuted Christians until he met Jesus and became one. And, and so he described his ministry like this. Acts 26, he, he's describing what he w- would say, how he would, he would describe the, the Christian faith. And so he, he says this, uh, that, the Masa, that, that he would say nothing other than what the prophets and Moses would take place, right? He says, I stand and testify to both small and great, saying nothing other than what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah would suffer, and that as the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light to our people and to the Gentiles. These are the same kind of words that Simeon says in his song, that, that Moses, thousands of years before, had been pointing to Jesus, and all of history had been pointing to the fact that this Messiah was going to come. And so now after Jesus arrives, his followers go, oh, we get it. He was the one. He's the one we were waiting for. He is the one Simeon spoke about. He is the light to not just the Jews, but to everybody, you and I, unless you, maybe you're here, you, you are Jewish. That's great. But most of us are Gentiles. 
but he's come for all of us, for all peoples. He arrived just as predicted, and he arrived on time. That's the second thing. Jesus arrived on time. You see, Simeon wasn't the only one who had been waiting. He wasn't the only one. In fact, we're told in Galatians 4 that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. See, at just the right time, God, God, for many people were going, God, how long are we going to have to wait? What are you doing? We've gone through all kinds of hardship, all kinds of tragedy. Why is it taking so long? And then when Jesus arrives, what we're told is it came at just the perfect time. Some of us today, we go, you know, I might believe if only Jesus was here right now. But Jesus came at just the right time. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. This leads us to the third way in which we see God's wisdom at Christmas. Jesus arrived to rescue. Jesus came to rescue. You see, the baby that Simeon held, he describes as salvation. Why? Because that baby was God in the flesh. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. This was God in the flesh, stepping out of the perfection of heaven to make himself a vulnerable human being. And what's more, as we're told elsewhere, Philippians 2, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the wisdom of God at Christmas time. He arrived just as he was predicted to arrive. He arrived on time and he arrived to rescue. So, what's the proper response to this wisdom? Well, it is to marvel. Luke chapter 2, verse 33, that story goes on. It says, His father and mother, after hearing Simeon's song, were amazed at what was being said about him. They were amazed. Now, other translations uh, uh, would say similar words. They say marvel, or which means to surprise, be surprised, or wonder, or astonished. That's what they are. They're, they're all those things, surprised, wondering, astonished. And you, you have to ask the question, hold on a second. Because we've even looked at it the last few weeks. Mary and Joseph, they knew that this baby was special. They knew something was up, that God was doing something amazing. So why are they all of a sudden amazed? Because this, this man who's you know, aged and, and I mean, has come and met them at the temple and said, hey, here's salvation. Why is that so amazing to them? They've been told things like this multiple times. But they're amazed because their understanding is deepening. The reality of the meaning of this arrival is setting, settling farther and farther into their souls. So they're marveling because there never has been and never will be anything that tops the coming of Jesus, except perhaps that he's coming back. See, because the baby that we celebrate at Christmas is the same man we celebrate at Easter. We marvel at his birth because of what he did with his life and because his birth led to the conquering of death. You see, Jesus did what no one else can do. 
He lived the life that God required of us. And then he died the death that we deserve. But he walked out of the grave to offer us the gift of everlasting life. You know, when light shines in darkness, it attracts our attention. It gets our attention. You see light, when it's dark, all of a sudden your eye goes to it. But it also illuminates everything else. When the light shows up, it starts to help you see the other things that you couldn't see before. And the same is true with trusting Jesus. He is the light of the world. And he has come so that we can know him, but also through knowing him, we can see this world with its wonders and its worries and its waiting the way that God intends. And so we've gathered here this afternoon to marvel, to stand amazed, to stop, to look, to notice, maybe just to take it all in. Maybe you say, I've heard all this. I get it. But to stop and to really take it all in. And so if you're one who wonders, I want to encourage you, turn your attention to God's ways. If you're one who worries, Set your sights on God's promises. And if you're one who waits, watch for God's work. Watch for him to work. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you again that we have, were able to gather in this place. Please help us to consider the gift of Jesus this Christmas time. We ask for his sake. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We pray that you were encouraged by the message and equipped to take your next step with Jesus. Visit us online at thegrovekc.com for more ways to connect with us. And join us again next week for another podcast from The Grove Church. Have a great day.